Hey everyone, it's Erin and Elizabeth. Today we have a special guest with us. We are here with Rachel on the radio from Q102. Hey, what's going on, ladies? Uh, actually, before we get into anything, Elizabeth had 96.5 on the other day. <gasps> by accident. Don't out me like that. Okay, but you said by accident, so elaborate. Yeah. I literally just switched it to the first station off 98.5, and that was closer than Q102. And I don't listen to the radio. It was for the kids and Annie. She's lying. Okay, you have I'm a not lying. radio personality on the podcast. What? And you're telling me you don't listen to the radio? I am fully offended. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Podcasting's becoming more of a thing anyway. Rach, we listen to you all the time. Don't worry. We're your I, you guys fans. are my go-tos, to be honest. Like, I was just telling y'all, I would podcast with you all day long. I love talking with you guys. So I don't think I could be, I could be that insulted from you guys, honestly. What's going on? It's been a minute, guys. You know, for those who don't know, we know Rach kind of. Kind of, literally just by like coming out to events and like hanging out with yeah. me there. It literally saves my, saves my life. Oh, well, uh, Rach is me in six years. <laughs> Let's manifest that right now. That's our I goal. Love that. I just want to be Rach on the radio. That's it. Don't make okay. me cry. It's only Monday. <laughs> I'm taking your job, girl. Oh, oh, you mean like that? Then like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I thought you meant like, you know, I'm a role model, like, I inspire you. No, you're coming after my job. Excuse no, no, me. I, I didn't mean it like that. But then I just thought of that you can go to New York or L.A. or Nashville. or I don't know if I could do Nashville. Yes. New York. I don't know. It's just not me. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. It's a lot. It's just a lot. And like Philly's the perfect medium of like hustle and bustle meets like suburb quietness, you know? Makes sense. Okay. Our first question. Okay. You're 27 years old and from New Jersey. Where did your passion for music and radio first begin? <laughs> I love this question because I grew up wanting to be a singer so bad. I literally told everyone that um, I was going to be the next Britney Spears when I grow up. Sing and for now- us right now. Now you have to sing. Okay. Well, wait, hold on. I have to finish the concept. <laughs> Because even though I told everyone I was going to be the next Britney Spears when I grew up, one, I'm very grateful that I am not. And two, I only took one year of singing lessons and then maybe sang in choir the rest of my life. But I'm still not good enough to be like Ariana Grande. That's the new idol right there. So, I mean, like, depending on what you want me to sing, then maybe. (laughs) So you talked about before being super involved with like your college radio station. How mm-hmm. do you think that involvement early on like set you up for your career? Well, to be actually to on- be totally honest with you, I wasn't really heavily involved in my college radio station. Like I literally signed up for an orientation for one year and never got on air there ever. Okay, I literally well, you, just like what you lied. What I found I lie? an article. There's a website from the college you went to with you wrote a little bio and you said you were heavily involved with that station. So you gave false information out. <laughs> what website is this? Syracuse, whatever website you were to make that was on your LinkedIn. Yes, we did research. Oh, you know, when you like fabricate on like, you, you know, fabricated a lot then. <laughs> Wait, like, you know, how like, you fabricate on your resumes to make it seem like, yeah, you, yeah, 100 percent. Sure. I mean, the word heavily involved. <laughs> um, definitely not heavily involved. Yes, I maybe went to one interest meeting and then never made it on the air. So like, yeah, I definitely lied on my LinkedIn. <laughs> um, Love but that for us. I did do like, there were courses at Syracuse that allowed you to like study radio, literally one, 
and I passed it. So that's good. Um, but I mean, it definitely helped me in terms of like understanding how the old school version of radio worked, like when it was just strictly news, not entertainment. To be honest, I learned everything that I know today from my internship at Q102 when I was a junior in college. So that's kind of where I got the premise of everything. I did not work for a Z89. <laughs> Oh my god. Whoopsie. <laughs> but extracurriculars are very important and I do wish that I were more involved because I think I would I would be as knowledgeable as our former Elvis Duran producer Steven. He is so so smart in everything he does radio wise and he he was heavily involved in Z89. They did just, just to justify though, they did bring me in for a like career day a couple years ago after I had already graduated, they wanted to teach all their Z 89ers about radio in the real world. And they introduced me as someone who formerly used to work for Z 89. So that's on them too. They, they definitely went in on that lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they helped her. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, fabrication is key sometimes. No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that, but it worked. <laughs> whatever so you technically didn't work but you did so for each station that you worked for how have they all impacted your life or shifted your on-air style I love that because every station I've worked for has taught me something totally different about myself um I've been I've technically I've been with three different companies and within those companies are separate stations so for my first radio job I worked on a hot AC, so adult contemporary um, station. And that was a morning show. So that was literally like my first step into the radio world being live. That taught me to be comfortable with a co-host a little bit. And then within that same uh, market, that same company, I was a morning show host by myself for a country station. So two totally different genres. Um, And there I learned how to be confident in my on-air personality and I guess more so my radio voice and how I carried myself. Um, And I think that job also really taught me a lot about my worth. Like, not that I knew enough about radio at that moment to be like, oh, I deserve to be getting paid this much and blah, blah, blah. And it never really was about the money for me. It was always more so the experience I got from it, the people that I met, how it's kind of augmenting my career as a personality. So for that job, I think I definitely more so learned about my growth and confidence as an on-air personality. My second job, I think I definitely learned more so my worth. And I want to say how to take the heat, if that makes sense. Like, if you become a public figure, you're obviously going to be subject to a lot of scrutiny. Not everyone's going to agree with everything you say. And I think that gave me a lot of strength. so I honestly, I feel like the takeaway from majority of my radio jobs has been my worth and my confidence in my personality, but in two totally different spectrums. You know what I'm saying? Like in a weird, in a weird different way. And then my, that second job in radio that I had was in Atlantic city, again, morning show format, just with the co-host for a country station. So, I mean, in country stations, you have a lot of conservatives. I'm a 27 year old millennial. So I immediately people look at me and they're like, you're a liberal. And I'm like, I don't even know what I am. I just like want to make people happy. And I'm, I exist. I literally just exist. So you, it's, it's hard because you do subject yourself to a lot of opinion. And 
I wasn't secure in that. Like I, I did not ask for people's opinions and people felt the need to just express them because they could. And I'm not taking that away from them. But like a lot of times it wasn't in my favor. And I was like, <laughs> what was me? Not everyone likes me. Blah, blah, blah. And then you learn the hard way that not everyone's going to like you. And that's what makes you stand out. And that's something that I actually took away from that, that boss of that job. And it was like, you know, if you don't have anything to say, why are you on a morning show? So it, that kind of hit me hard too. Um, and the job that I have here at iHeart now, I'm learning. I learn every day, but it's not like, oh my gosh, it's not just one thing. I think a takeaway from working here is that like you can make it. You can achieve a goal. Like th this was my end goal, working for Q and O two, the station I grew up listening to. And it's like you fight for it. You know your worth. You're confident in your personality. You can get here. And it doesn't just have to end here either. Like the opportunity of growth in the radio industry is still so big. And that's what I'm learning with iHeart currently. So it's really nice. Period. Period, poo. Such a good, that's such a good answer. And that was Thank our you. next question. We were going to talk about how like you grew up in this area. Like how surreal is it to be on like your dream station? Like you just said. Oh my God. Still, I've, I've been on the station for I think three years now. And that even feels crazy because the past year doesn't even seem like it existed. But three years and every time I hear myself on the radio it's just still like oh my god and like for me not so much but I could be in the car with my friends or like we'll be in Ubers and I'm literally just like oh frick here we go and they're like oh my god that's right on the radio and I'm like this I literally cannot <laughs> but it's it's like I don't see myself in any type of like light like I truly just feel like I'm like that blessed girl that got picked out of Cherry Hill, like out of the demographic who we're trying to target and like got like, kissed by Jesus or something. Like it, it really is just such a, a coming home feeling. It, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, it's, I don't feel a stardom from it. I just feel truly, truly, like, truly blessed. So Kieran is a pop station, but you said you did country and AC and temporary. What is your music taste like? Or like, did any of the jobs like influence what you listen to? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I'm like a South Jersey girl. Philly's always been my city. So when I got my first job in country radio, like first job in radio ever, and it was country, I was like, are you sure? Like I literally asked the program director. I was like, I've one, never worked in radio before. Two, straight out of college. Three, you're putting me on a morning show. That is the hottest drive time there is. And Four, I'm from Philly. Like, why are you putting me on a country station? I'm like a city girl. And they're like, we just really enjoy your personality. And I'm like, all right, we can make it work. I now literally listen to country music all the time. If I'm not on Q102, which isn't, I'd call it pop, but the technical term would be um, CHR. So that's top 40, like latest hits. So it's not necessarily, like we play hip hop, we play <laughs> we play TikTok songs. I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Classic. That should be at its own radio station, TikTok yeah. songs. But yeah, so it's, it's just, it's not even just pop anymore. Like our charts are being taken over by a lot of R&B, like Giveon, who we play all the time now. He's like smooth jazz and he's like mm, all over q and too. So we're like kind of literally the top 40 hits. I honestly can't say we're just pop anymore. Um, but yeah, I was heavily influenced by country. Like I, summertime, all day long, country music. If I'm not, if I'm not in the office, not in the studio, it's country all day. So Luke Bryan's tour, you think you're going? I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> like my soul can't handle a tour after not being on like in any concert situation for like a year. I'm like, you're telling oh us we're going to die. I know I'm literally going to thrive. I will probably be heavily intoxicated and making a fool of myself. Amazing Sorry about it. Too. Yep. 
As you should be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this industry, like many, is more difficult for women to break through than men. Do you feel like you face any obstacles just because of your gender? (laughs) (laughs) I love this question, but I hate it because I feel like, and see, this just goes to show how influenced men how influenced women are in the industry. Like I even feel afraid to sometimes say how different the stature is, but let's just put it into perspective this way. And this is still a goal of mine to this day and knock on wood, I will achieve it. The top three faces in iHeart right now, who you'll always see at every award show hosting every award show, actually maybe top two. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Top two faces, like the, oh, no, 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 top three that you'll always affiliate with iHeartRadio, Elvis Duran, Ryan Seacrest, and Bobby Bones. I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on. I think there's room for one more in there, and her <laughs> name is Rachel on the radio, baby, but that just goes to Damn show, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no female representation, and it's not just with iHeart. It is in the radio industry. It's a very heavily male-dominated industry and career to get involved with, and I think that also plays in my favor, too. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, woe is me. I'm a female struggling. Like, no, if anything, I'm going to use that disadvantage to my advantage because, yes, in this, in this career path, I'm a minority, So it has been in favor for me because there aren't many women in radio and it does provide me a lot more opportunity being one of few. However, that's also, you know, it's hard to stand out when it is predominantly male dominated. So it it has pros and cons. um, And there have been jobs that I've had in radio where I've been shot down by my own bosses because I'm a female and, you know, like they make me feel inferior or they make me feel like my opinion's not as important or it's like, oh, I'll give you an idea and then you run and take it and claim it as your own. Like there are situations like that. And that's in any industry though. And that's something that women are just going to have to continue to fight for. Like not just in radio, but in any career path, we, we still are honestly facing like a, a weird gap in the generations that currently exist where some are still very traditional and think women shouldn't even be working. Like if a guy has the money, they're like wife, stay home. And we're also counter battling that with very strong minded women who are like, hell no. Like my job is my self worth. I want to take in my own bread and be independent. And I, that will always be me. Like I can never be that woman to stay at home when I have kids. Yes. God bless. If like God willing, I have a future husband that can provide. That's amazing. But like once I'm back up into it, like I need to be doing something all day. If I'm, if I'm sitting on my, Oh my God, the pandemic killed me. Like sitting here, not being able to do anything. I was going stir. I don't feel good coming home at the end of the day, not feeling like I didn't do anything productive with my life, you know? So it's what I tell you, carry yourself. Like, yes, you could be in a male dominated industry, but like as a woman, just keep pushing, like know your worth. And that's like always the biggest piece of advice. I'll always say is know your worth. Know your worth, Elizabeth. <laughs> know your worth, Erin. <laughs> know your worth, Rach. Hey, Thanks, ladies. So, back at you. This kind of goes back, but do you ever feel intimidated that you're the only female host at your station? And do you feel like pressure to like stand your ground? Not a pressure to stand my ground. And that's something that I, I've always loved about iHeart is that they've always made me feel so important, so valued, so utilized. Um, in contrast to uh, other companies that I've worked for, that's a breath of fresh air. 
Um, do I ever feel intimidated? No. However, I do always feel a pressure to perform for my audience. Like I, the only pressure that I do feel is to make sure that I'm doing my audience a service and doing it well. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to represent the girls out there who do want to be radio hosts. I want to make sure that I make my family proud because they're out there listening. I have friends that I grew up with who are listening to, you know, like I don't do a lot of my work for me. And you know what? That's something maybe I need to work on because again, self-worth, know what you're worth. And you know, other people's opinions don't matter. And I think that's just me like being the person that I am. I'm always going to care what other people think, but my value for myself comes from making other people proud. So I do feel that pressure as a female, as the only female. Well, actually, I'm now no longer the only female that works for q 2 Our producer, Stephen of the Elvis Duran Morning Show, has gone onward with his journey. And we actually just hired a new Elvis Duran producer who is a female. And I am so proud of her. She's not on the air, but it is another female in the office, in the studio. And it's so, so nice to see that because I don't think q 2 has ever had two females as a part of the q Staff isn't alone ever. anymore. <laughs> I'm not. It's definitely it's me, Corinne, and Buster, and we're holding tight and we're holding strong. But um, it's not. I don't feel competition. Um, I don't feel. Yeah, I feel like we empower one another a lot. So it, it's very it's very nice to be in such a very healthy environment, working environment for sure. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks. So happy for you. Thank you. Um, so we feel like you're a badass bitch in your industry and absolutely killing it. Um, who inspired, so, thank you. Like what inspired, <laughs> what females inspired you in your industry? Like who do you, who did you look up to? To be honest, I can't say it's, I can't say it was a female in my industry that inspired me. Um, honestly, I have, I have to say it's my grandmother who inspired me to get to where I am today. And I don't know, I think I've told you guys this story once before, but if I can, summarize it for everyone it's that she was in a car accident when I was in first grade it completely shattered her face took away her vision um she was legally blind and so she could only hear she couldn't see and when uh when I was going into college she was like Raka, you need to be on tv and I'm like why like what why would I study television like what are you talking about she's like well, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, well, how, how do you know? You're blind. <laughs> she was like, well, I can hear how beautiful you are. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's it. Like, you don't need to see me to hear or know my, quote, beauty. You know, like, I feel beautiful because of my personality on the inside. And that's all people need to hear. So she motivated me to be the friend and the companion that a lot of people don't have over the airwaves. And hell yeah. I love wearing my PJs to work and hell yeah, I feel beautiful in my PJs. You know, like I, it's, it's the inner beauty that counts. And she taught me that. But if I had to pick entertainment industry women that I do now look to, to like continue growing, I freaking love, oh my gosh, Erin Lim from E. She started off on like the Snapchat E news, like the rundown. And now she's popping. Um, and she's hysterical, literally my personality to a T. Um, I've always freaking loved Maria Menounos. I've always wanted to be like entertainment TV wise. She's my girl. Um, and I did meet her one day and it literally was like, Oh my God, life changing. And she commented on my Instagram. It was unreal and followed me back on Twitter. It's, it's fine. It's my humble brag of the year. 
and that <laughs> three years ago, so it's fine. Um, but yes, I'm. I feel like women. We just keep inspiring each other in this industry. Like, I look to Danielle Monero all the time. Gandhi. Like, it's we. It's not a comparing thing. It's like, how can we help each other grow? So I like learning from them. You know, it's like it's like doing your research. I don't stand here and I'm like, oh, I'm the only important female in radio. Like, no way. Like, you you can all <laughs> learn from one another, whether or not you want to accept it. So. That's my, that's my, that's my digs. So now we're going to do our fast five, which is literally five questions Aaron and I can think of in 20 seconds. So it leads to some fun, random questions. And the first one. Okay, I'll try and limit my answer so we can. No, you're fine. Go ahead. The first one is um, worst on-air mistake. (laughs) Talking with the mic on or talking with the mic on in program and you don't even realize it. I've literally, I don't know how I haven't cursed. I, I think when I'm in the studio, I just like, there's something in my brain that just says no, like all the no, no words go into one portion of my brain and it locks. I've definitely talked with the mic on and I'm like, like literally singing along to songs. So that's, that was fun. That happened to us. Oh, it happens to everyone. And that's no, why we're the worst. you can't be we mad, like, mad at yourself. We were screaming the lyrics like on drunk and I looked at the board and the mics were on and I was like, oh, funny. <laughs> we've done radio. worse. It's just like, it's entertainment. Like literally, do you that's know how many true. people you made laugh by doing that? It's like, oh my God, they have no idea. We need, we need a plaque for like the amount of dead air we've had from like not switching something right. Or like Aaron will say a song and then a completely different song will come on. Cause like you've the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> wait but that's like see those are the mistakes you learn from and can now laugh about you know that's amazing yeah. there was that's what true. was the one Aaron? you said like this is anyone by justin bieber and then some rap song came on oh my god <laughs> it was a full-on <laughs> rap song and i was like oh, remix this is not anyone <laughs> anyway so if you died right now Aaron, what kind of question is this what's one thing you would want to be buried with if you want to get buried, bro, yeah. I would not expect anything less with this question. Like I, for all the people, I, this is exactly the kind of question I think you'd ask me. Um, if I died right now, now my dog, you want to see her? Here she is. She's cuddling next to me. Say hi. Yeah, she, hi. yeah she's, ha- she's coming with, I'm sorry. If you're not dead yet, you're dying with me in that basket. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay. That's it. So what's your favorite kind of pasta sauce? It's gravy. Oh my God, it's gravy. That was a setup. Oh you God. The setup. Thank God. Okay. I great. told her I told her we had to say sauce. Next question. I'm so that was actually <laughs> funny. That was really funny. I'm so glad I passed. I passed, right? But Please tell me you say gravy. You I say sauce. I say sauce. Girl, you know my I'm boyfriend Irish. who is literally off the boat Italy says sauce too. So I'm starting to think that I'm also wrong, but I have to stay true to what I grew up knowing. Wait, Aaron, you have to say his name. How do you pronounce it? Mario. How do you, how do you say it? Mario. That's right. Mm. Is it not Mario? Mm. No, this is, oh my God, this is a whole nother debate. I'm going to put it up for a poll on my socials just to embarrass him. He pronounces it Mario and a lot of his friends call him Mario. And he's like, no, it's not the freaking like Donkey Kong character. It's Mario. Boom. Well, you and I know my, I know my stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. I know how to read. Okay, what's your favorite Phillies? No, what's your favorite Philly mascot? Like from the teams? This is a hard one. Mm, Okay, like I've I've grown up with the fanatic, but Gritty and I, personality wise, we're just on the same page. You know, actually, I don't know if it's the same guy, but the guy who was in Gritty, like 
Grindy the guy. Her <laughs> his niece <laughs> his niece went to goes to our school. Wait, what? It was Emma's freshman year roommate. Her name is Julia. <laughs> Wait. Wait, so does she look like Gritty? Because there's no man <laughs> underneath Gritty. <laughs> Gritty's real. Oh, is he? Yeah, just like Santa Claus. Yeah, then I then I guess I guess so. Wow. Is she a redhead? No. She, I think man. she's like a light <laughs> a light brunette. All right. I so she's like strawberry esque. Because Emma told me. Well, you never told me. Because <clears throat> you're not so. from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, Aaron gets really mad. No, because you said you were a city girl. I'm surprised she didn't cut you off. Aaron gets so mad if you say you're from Philly or near Philly if you don't live in the city. Okay, well, I Rachel currently lives in the city in, now. In the city, I'm but I'm, so now you are. Where are you, Liz? I'm right outside of Delco. I'm right outside of Philly. I'm in Delco. I'm from Delco. I get the wawa Delco. <laughs> it counts. Well it now, counts. well now, Aaron's in Delco because we go to school in Delco. So but now. I don't live. I live. You, where I, do you I live? Home on the weekend. I live oh. in Westport, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Zip codes one nine one three seven. Where are you sitting and right now? This is a lovers' Ask quarrel. Me. I love it. Breach. <laughs> yes. You know, you. I'm only giving you permission to say you're from Philly because you live there right now. I agree. Thank you. I concur with that. And my license now. I switched it over. I am no longer officially from Jersey. So boom. Boom. Oh my gosh, you're official. Look Thank at you. you. <laughs> All right. So our last question. Wait, um, I don't want to be done. We don't have to be done. This is just the okay. last of the segment. Oh, okay, um, great. <laughs> um, are you guys planning a jingle ball for this year? Is there anything you can tease about that? I want to answer this because I would love to know the answer. However, I know nothing. I literally would tell you if I knew. All I all I know is that I am personally praying for Jingle Ball this year. It seems like the Wells Fargo is opening up for um, non-sports events. So I'm hoping something happens. However, I think because iHeart is a national company, obviously, we have to abide by all state regulations when it comes to the iHeart Music Festival. Or not iHeart Music Festival. Jingle Ball, because that's a tour. So I'm assuming that's going to be very temperamental. Personally, I just want to be like, yes, we're having a jingle ball, but I don't know the answer. I really don't. Damn. We were hoping you knew something. I just need a concert. I uh, just, oh, put me here. Imagine this. Close your eyes, ladies. Picture a floating stage. Erin's actually closing her eyes. I'm dead. A <laughs> no, floating open. stage. Fairly oh. open. Oh, it looked like you literally closed your eyes. Okay, anyway. <laughs> a floating stage in the middle of, like, a bay or the ocean in, like, Sea Isle City. And everyone pulls up their boats and their beach chairs, and we just have a concert. Outdoors, we'll abide by all the regulations. Like, it'll just be fun. Give me live music again, please. Anyway, so can you mail me <laughs> socks cake? What, what, what? Can you please mail me some socks pound cake? Dude, it's literally next door. I would go downstairs and get you one now. Rach, not to sound like a creep, but I saw you one day. Where? So, you know, Sion Playground? The who what? The, you know, Sion Playground? It's like on Allegheny. Maybe. Uh, uh, well, you, I, you were walking somewhere. Were you walking or in your car? I don't know, but I saw you. It was like, Are you sure it was ago. me? Dude, I swear to God. 
I do have a lot of You literally live 10 minutes away from me. How? Oh, well, then why the heck don't you just go to stocks yourself, weirdo? Because I'm at school. Because she's in Delco. Oh, word. Okay, then yes, I will mail you stocks. Thanks. You go home every week and <laughs> just walk. True. Yeah, I go home every weekend, but guess what? I'm working every weekend. So I don't got time. Where are you working? I ref soccer games at Sion. I ref at Sion every Thursday night. I know what you're talking about. Where is that? It's the one right. Is it? Does it have like the basketball court? Yeah, it's near. It's like across from the firehouse. Arms. Yeah, that's right yeah, where it's I across live. from the firehouse. It's yeah, I live there. Wait, Aaron. Oh my God. I have to tell you what happened to me. Maybe it's just the park. Like I got yelled at at that park one time too. <laughs> and it's literally just the park. I think they literally have like anger, angry people in there, but I walked, it was in the winter and during the pandemic, no one's in there. Everyone brings their dogs in there to just run around. Cause it's, an, it's a fenced in park, yeah. like an open field. Everyone brings their dog there. So I'm, I bring my dog. It's just her in there. I literally just watched another family leave with their dog. So I'm just like watching her running around, blah, 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 blah. And I hear a man behind me going, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah. yeah so okay. Do you want. okay. He goes, yo asshole. And I, I like, I was listening to music, so I didn't really think I heard it right or anything. He's like, yo, you motherfucking asshole. And I'm like, oh yeah, someone's going to get in a fight. Let me turn around and watch. Like I thought it was something going on behind me. And I turn around, this guy screaming at me through the fence. He's like, you effing bitch. And I'm like, I, I was baffled. I was like, who the hell are you talking to like that? I literally screamed back. And so he's like screaming at me from behind this fence. He's like, get your effing dog out of here. I'm trucking to the fence. I'm like, who do you think you are talking to like that? And would you like to educate me on what I am doing wrong? And he was like... Do you see the sign that says no dogs? And I was like, do you want to tell everyone and their mother that comes into this whatever, this park, that there are no dogs allowed? Because I literally see a different dog in here every 10 minutes. Like, what are you talking about, no dogs? And he's like, it says it on the sign. I worked my butt off to get this rule passed for the kids. I was like, do you see any kids in here? And I was like, do you see the bags in my hand? I'm picking up after my dog. So what's the problem? And he's like, you're just not following the rules. And I said, well, I'm sorry, sir. I moved here less than a year ago. I'm still learning. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I apologize. I didn't mean it. And I said, you didn't mean it. You just called me a motherfucking asshole, a bitch. Like you just went through the list. And I was like, and you didn't mean that? Like think before you speak, if you're going to try and like sweet talk me now, like what are you saying? Motherfucking asshole. (laughs) So then I got up and left because then I, it ruined my vibe. And then I, <laughs> I went home and I stomped into my roommate's room and I was like, I'm fired up. <laughs> That's Philly for you. So, oh, oh my God. I took my dog back there the next day hoping I'd see him again. I swear to God. <laughs> I was so ready to go. <laughs> I drove around there two weeks ago for 25 minutes looking for a parking spot. Um, I just park on a side street and walk. Yeah, but. At night, kind of scary. Oh, yeah. No, then just park on my street. <laughs> Mine's not that bad. I promise. It's a lot of really Rachel's nice li- people. Rachel's like, park on my lawn. <laughs> yeah. on the lawn. If I had Rachel's, a lawn, come on. Park now. on my Jeep. Park, park on my really. <laughs> Double park next to my Jeep. We don't care. They really <laughs> don't down there. It's so annoying. I know. It's wild. Well, hey, as long as you don't have to pay for parking, you Gucci. Uh, you're not wrong. Like, it's all free. Yeah. But it's what but I don't mean. hate it. Yeah, but do you ever have to look for a spot? 
if I park, if I if I'm coming home anytime after eight o'clock, yeah, like I'll have to loop a couple times. But usually Lehigh has something. Are you good at parallel parking? So good. My dad taught me in Philly, actually. Like when I went to go take my test in Jersey, um, he took me to parallel park in Philly to teach me so I would oh pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's- but it's hard now because my new Jeep doesn't have a backup camera. And I got kind of spoiled with the backup camera for a while. So now oh I'm God. like reteaching myself. I can't park anywhere, even like a regular spot. I just have issues. I literally can't park. Oh, Suburban. dear God. It's yeah, so I was bad. just going to say, my poor Delco so, girl. No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. It's so bad. I had to park in Philly once. When was, maybe, I don't know. How'd you Did do? you ever park? Not good. Did you ever park my car, Aaron? I feel like you parked my No, car. I always offer and you're like, no, I just won't park here. We'll drive to it. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I'm dead. Aaron, when we were down the shore, I remember, do you remember I hit your curb so hard? I thought I lost. She like, really bus. can't park. And I I'm just like, I don't know how people don't learn how to, like, that. I learned how to park before I learned how to drive. No, what I can yeah. do, though, and they don't do on the test anymore is a three-point turn. I'm really good at three-point turns. They Anyone don't do that on the test? Mm-mm. Wait, K-turns are so important. I literally do them all the time. That's all I know how to do. I can't park. <laughs> Just get Wait. turns. What's a three-point turn? You go back and then you have to A K-turn. See, my grandfather told me how to drive. So that's you can only have three moves. One, two, three. Oh, Wait, you can only well, back up like time. when you park in the, in the parallel park? No, it's yep. like turning around. Yeah. I only did it. I pulled, I just drove to the back. I did a U turn. I pulled in the parallel parking spot and then I drove out the parallel parking spot and ran on the road for my test. If we're talking about who's the better driver, though, Erin, one time going, I think it was actually we were going, going to, to see you. you. Yeah. I didn't act me like well, years ago. Uh-huh. In like 2018, because we were going down the shore and you were down the shore and we were like, Kat, let's just go. I remember so we that. did. And Aaron drove for the first time and Aaron was going off an exit, looking at a cop going 60 and wasn't turning her wheel. And I, to the point where I had to like grab it. I was like, Aaron, we're going to go into the barrier. And I didn't let her drive home. I drove your car home that night. I was like, I can't. That was your first time driving. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I had my license and I didn't drive that summer. I drove, I didn't get it until I was 18 and I didn't drive it and drive my car until I had the Jonas Brothers concert because I was on the shore. My dad said, if you don't drive yourself home from the shore, you're not going. And I, I said, okay, is. here we go. So I drove home. And then I think it was like a month before that was when we went to go like wherever. But I, or that was 2019. So in 2018, yeah, in 2018, I got a concussion in August and it was really bad. And I wasn't allowed to drive until like May. What? So the I heck? didn't drive oh, at all. What did you get a concussion from? I feel like I remember this. Soccer. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So I wasn't allowed to drive at all. So then I just never drove. Like, I was like, I don't need to drive anywhere. I didn't have to go anywhere. So I thought you were going to be like, I didn't have friends. I just didn't. Yeah, like, I I almost said I I almost said I didn't have friends. But everywhere we went, Elizabeth would always drive. So I was like, whatever. Wait, why did you want a white Jeep? Oh, my God. I've wanted one my whole life. Um, I, I just thought they were like the coolest one. little con- purple. I did I want a yellow purple. one at one point. What are you yellow. like, Barney? Yeah, I wanted no, yellow. Like a, like a light purple. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like in high school, I really wanted a yellow Jeep Wrangler. Um, and then a couple years ago, I saw a beautiful all white one. Um, but I was in the market for a new car in general. And the only one that they had available was a white one with a black top. And I didn't hate it. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going for it. I'm getting my dream car. So I did. Good job. Proud of you. Thank you. It's the little things. Wait, what is that behind you? Those are those are menus. Is that why you um, knew that I had Applebee's? Because you freaking noticed the sampler on my Snapchat or something? <laughs> you posted something on your Instagram story about your man takes you to Applebee's while my man does this or something. And I was like, oh, she's one to talk. I was like, oh, I love Applebee's. Wait, no. Wait, here's my story because I also love Applebee's, Erin. <laughs> we So for our two-month anniversary... We always go out on Wednesday nights. Like Wednesdays is like, we call them like Rachel and Rio days. He goes by Rio. It's fine. And so um, he's like, what do you want to, like, what would you like to do for whatever? And I was like, so it's like only two months. Like what? Like, I don't really care. I was like, we can go to dinner. And like, we've always joked. Like every time we drive past Applebee's, he's like, I'm going to take you to Applebee's. And I'm like, okay, bet. Because I would love that. And he's like, frick, no. Like we go out to nice places. And I'm like, I love Applebee's. So on our two month anniversary, he was like, let's go to Applebee's. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to get the sampler and a margarita. So we go to the Applebee's and the wait's 45 minutes. And he's like, Rachel, no, I'm not waiting 45 minutes for Applebee's. And I was like, come Applebee's? on, please. Yeah, the one right here. And I'm like, why? Weird. And um, so he, he was like, all right, we'll go grab a drink like somewhere else, put our name down and in 45 minutes, we'll come back. So we did that. We sit down and the lady comes to take our, our, our order. And he was like, all right, I'll have a Lagunitas, which is a, a, a beer. And she goes, what is that, liquor? And he was like, yeah, it's on your menu. And she was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, and can we get a couple waters? And she goes, I wouldn't. And we're like, what do you mean you wouldn't? And she was like, yeah, I wouldn't trust it. And I'm like, okay, well, at least she's being honest. Like, thank you. And then whatever, I ordered the sampler and a margarita. So she's like, all right, I'll be back with your drinks in a second. And Mario... <laughs> he looks at me and he's like we gotta leave and i'm like what do you mean we gotta leave and he was like you can't drink the water and i was like i'm like what's i mean whatever like we'll just get bottled water or something he's like rachel they cook the food with the water that they're telling us not to drink and i'm like they want he's like they wash the dishes with the water they're telling us not to drink like we gotta go and i'm like let's we just ordered like i feel bad leaving like we can't leave and he's like, oh my God. So literally 30 minutes go by and this lady still has not come back with e- even our drinks. And he's like, Rachel, I'm getting up in five minutes. I swear to God, I'm leaving. And I was like, I've never ordered, ordered and dashed before. Like we cannot. And he was like, no, 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 I'm getting up and I'm leaving. So he literally got up and I was like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> we, ordered, <laughs> we ordered and dashed at Applebee's. <laughs> so the joke for the three month, I kid you not, which was on um, Saturday, I'm coming back from work. I had to track like my weekend shows and I get a text message from Uber Eats and it's like, Mario Laverde is sending you a gift. Please like be, please arrive or like, we'll follow your order. Blah, blah, blah. So I screenshot and I sent it to him and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh my God, I wasn't supposed to send you like a text, but yeah, whatever, get home. So I get home and there's food waiting at the door and it's Applebee's for our three months. <laughs> Oh, that's so weirdly cute. romantic, even though it was Applebee's, but it was really, really sweet. Okay, thanks, Rach. Well, right. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See ya.